Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Cast Dice, the podcast that explores the great big wild world of tabletop gaming that we live in today. It has been said many times, mostly on this podcast, that we are in the middle of a gaming renaissance. There are just so many good games out there that we can play, um, that we can spend our hobby time and our hobby dollars on. It can lead to a very weird and real case of fear of missing out. I think FOMO is what the kids call it. And it can lead to a weird case of not knowing what to do next. And I guess that's the purpose of this podcast, is to uh, talk about some of the great big industry events that are happening, um, games that my guests and I are enjoying playing, or, you know, just... um, generally looking at the gaming industry as a whole. Now, um, as folks know, my name is Brad. Hi. Uh, I'm the host of the show, and I am joined by a wonderful collection of guests from around the world. Um, And tonight's guest is a man who I have been talking with online for a very long time, who is literally on the opposite side of the planet, and who shares about a million interests that I do. And it's just, it's a perfect example of um, the way that we've had, you know, our relationship and friendship over the years and over uh, the internet, it sort of sums up um, this global gaming community that we're all a part of. Uh, and of course, um, this man runs his own Facebook group um, where I personally uh, inhabit, and I know a lot of other people uh, from around here and other places do as well. Uh, and of course, that is. 2d20 gamers and of course i'm talking to ian ian welcome to cast ice hi brad it's like really weird being at this endless the intro there i'm thinking oh who's Brad going to be talking today oh it's me that's right (laughs) hey surprise you're on cast ice how you doing yeah hey not too bad man not too bad yeah, man. So, uh, so two uh, D twenty gamers has been around for a while now. I know I've been um, subscribing it to for quite a while. Um, and not only thank you for sharing posts of this podcast, by the way, but um, besides my posts, you post all sorts of excellent links from around the gaming industry. And I'll be perfectly honest: some of the stuff that I um, repost and share often comes from your page. Um, because you are a man who has you know, fingers on the pulse of um, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the gaming industry, especially when Australia is asleep. I can always go to your page when I wake up and go, ah, oh, that's what I missed. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell us about how it all started, man, because uh, I'm, I know it started as one man on a mission, and it's it sort of grown accordingly from there. Well, I mean, it wasn't really just one man. I mean, it... it started i'm i mean i got back into the hobby after a really really long break i think i mean i was just working in uh for gym, uh, games workshop just in retail mm-hmm. at like the end literally at the end of the last century um i think it was maybe 2000 2001 when i when i stopped and then i, I walked away from the hobby until about four or five years ago mm-hmm. and i say walk away um I still would pick up White Dwarf. I would still read Black Library stuff, but I literally did no gaming, with the exception of maybe the odd bit of board gaming. Um, but I did no painting, and I was always a painter. And I just, I, I don't know, maybe if I just burnt myself out a little bit back in them days. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. sort of fifth edition Warhammer, third edition 40K, but then we're talking around the time of more time, mm-hmm. Necromunda, you know, and again, games that oh, if somebody says to us what's your all-time favorite game i probably would say still would say more times going to be right up there i just love that game always more of a warhammer fan than a 40k fan even though i love the the universe yeah 
but I always remember. I remember at the time I sort of was leaving the hobby. I was kind of. I'd always had a, a his like a interest in like history, predominantly Second World War stuff. And then mm-hmm. I remember uh, some guy. And again, I don't know if you had the same sort of thing back in the day when working for GW. Your horizons. I always felt your horizons were a little bit because you had all this really great stuff in front of you. Yes. You you didn't see over the fence. And yes. again, obviously you. You have a side of the fence. I mean, again, we're talking 15, 20 years ago. Wasn't yeah, as there good. was stuff out there. Yeah. It wasn't as good. Yeah. I mean, it, you could still say, obviously, GW stuff still at the you know, market leader level, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But everyone else is creeping up. Oh, yeah, they are. But I remember getting, yeah, I mean, I remember somebody going to a wargaming show and picked me up some, like, I mean, there were probably 25 mil British Second World War Paris. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, these are amazing. But if I think about them now, I'm like, wow, they were just like a bit of a, like, a lump of lead with a berry on the top. Yeah, so, right. But yeah. I, I think that was my frustration with not necessarily GW, but I was like kind of thinking to myself, I don't know, I just a lot of other stuff was going on in my life and it just kind of gaming fell away. And I think that's why I lost interest with yeah. working at GW and that's why I moved on. I mean, it turns out it was the best job I ever had in hindsight, but you know, yeah. it was never going to pay the bills. No, but, it never yeah, was. Yeah. No, no. Um and then I walked away from the hobby. Um Hold on, but Name if I if wife. I may, because you and I yeah. are very much you and I both worked for the company for the exact I think literally the same minute um, of time. I worked for the company a couple of times, but one of the two times I worked for the company, it was when Mordheim came out, and yeah. um, because I worked in the sales department, um, the 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 powers that be was were really upset at the time that. You know, Battlefleet, Battlefleet Gothic had done pretty well, but I mean, they think they wanted it to do better. But I think yeah. a lot of the guys who were sales managers um, were kind of annoyed that none of the sales guys, or at least not many of the sales guys, you know, knew the product range in and out because they didn't play it. So there was a, yeah. um, there was this staff league for Mordheim and uh, we all got in and they got us the game way early. And I think it was a, Gav or Piernin, whatever I can't remember who wrote it. Anyway, yeah. the the author came over and gave ran us through a demo game, and then we were all like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" You know, someone from the UK is here doing it. And then they got us the rules and they got us the sprues, and we were playing the game. And we had this league for weeks and weeks, and we had this. It was so good; it was a blast. And then by the time release day happened. Um, most of us were completely burnt out on more time and it was the last time they ever did anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was such a good game, but back around the same time, um, I remember one night, um, because the sales department worked all hours, you know, when, when the West coast was open, you know, businesses, game stores in the West coast would be open late. And of course, we would need to be open almost as late as they were, and we're on the East Coast, so it was yeah. you know ridiculous o'clock at night, and we would still be there. <laughs> and the retail guys will you know come in, the corporate retail guys, and they had the conference room, and they'd set up all this gorgeous terrain, and we were walking by, going, "Oh, cool! What are they playing?" And they're like, "No, I can't see. No, nothing to see here. Nothing to see." And we're like, "What are, mm-hmm. what are you talking about?" And then we looked closer, and it was all of these like fifteen, twenty mil. World War II tanks. Um, oh, wow. And there was this, somebody had come up with this rule set that was called, um, I believe it was Warhammer 2C, and it was um, World War II, sort of Warhammery. And I, I heard a, an urban legend 
and uh, please yeah, don't quote me on this, <laughs> that those rules came from New Zealand and eventually evolved into what we now know as Battlefront and Flames War. Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, guys at Games Workshop had any development in it at all. It, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm saying that they found yeah. these rules online and were messing around with them and having fun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, back then, and I think you can probably, um, I mean, it's part of the chip in your head when you worked for Games Workshop at that point that you weren't allowed to even look at other people's models. I remember... No, no, um, no. I ordered a bunch of Foundry Samurai to um, headquarters because I had a ton of the original GW Samurai models, and Foundry yeah. got the molds, and they were reproducing them, and I wanted to finish out an army, and so I bought some blisters and had them delivered, and I still remember like the, all the heads coming over going, now, this is unacceptable. Ooh. This isn't a GW yeah. model, and I was like, but it is. This this is a <laughs> Games Workshop model. No, it's not, and it was like it was like- no. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, just then from me there, and again, I'm, I'm, I hate these people who are like bad mouth GW, but I mean, going back to that period again, I right. think there was that little bit of that, it was that kind of like, we are in, we are the wargaming company that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then maybe that was one of the things that sort of like darkened my sort of opinion of wargaming in general, not just GW, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Absolutely. But Back then, Wargaming was GW to me, so... <laughs> and it was for a lot of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so a I lot think, of the I mean, early gaming companies around when GW hit their stride, I mean, if you think about game companies like FASA and you think about, you know, makers of Battletech and Shadowrun and all that, I mean, they almost died, if not completely died. And um, Steve Jackson Games and Car Wars were was a huge game before that. That also kind of died out. And TSR had it... Yeah. I mean, that was more, I mean, role-playing, but... A lot of the big yeah. games that had huge swaths of history sort of up and disappeared. And yeah. yeah. I mean, games Workshop I mean, came along and filled the void. Yeah, as I'm saying, I mean, none of us would be here if it wasn't for GW. And I don't mean just like me mm. and you. I mean, like all the, I mean, if you look at, look at Warlord, all the guys at Warlord worked at GW a lot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, again, I mean, that's why everything's based in Nottingham in the wargaming world because. It's because that's where Games Workshop is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I mean, literally, you I, you can't throw a stick in the gaming industry these days and not hit someone who worked for GW. I always find it funny exactly. when there are those companies. Um, I think Weird Models is one of them, Makers of Malifaux, and there's some other ones out there. Um, yeah. And none of the staff worked for GW. And you're like, how does that even work? And again, you know, that's just because I spent so long working for GW. They were the ultimate. And I think we've talked about this on another episode. You know, I, you know, I, I love and hate GW at the same time, but that's because I worked for them. And at some point I'll do the behind the curtain of the sales bizarre yeah. world. But, you know, where would we be without them? Um, without, yeah, the, I mean, honestly. all that market development, all those hobby stores, all of the, the fantastic products that they've shared with the world, where would we be as gamers? We wouldn't be. I mean, I mean, this is it. I mean, going back to what we were saying about like how the, the, the group started mm, anyway, and again, yes. GW, well, no, but GW has got to play a part in that because I mean, the, the four guys I game with, uh, Mal, Gary and Huss, mm -hmm. we all work together, uh, in the Metro center games workshop many many moons ago um i know i tell like gary didn't gary and huss were two managers but i mean like gary um was kind of one of the guys who's always been involved with me gaming from going back when i was in uni but mm -hmm. we all worked gary was the manager of the newcastle store 
Puss was the manager of the Metro Centre store with me and Mal. Me and Mal start at the same time. Mm-hmm. And of all four of us, Mal's still working for GW. He's um, he's based in Nottingham now. Um, he's actually physically just moved to Nottingham. He was working in Nottingham for the last couple of years, but he would commute from up in the northeast town to Nottingham every like every weekend. Oof. But um, so yeah, I mean, but his job was driving. He goes around like round the stores. So I think the drive wasn't too bad. I think it was just his wife was going like, "Why well, don't want to see you anymore?" Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the whole the whole family's just just literally up sticks and moved. But um, like five years ago, um. The Metro Centre store, sorry, the Games Workshop in Newcastle, mm-hmm. which is like my my local one, it's very close to where I work. In Newcastle is a small city, a uh, small city centre, but like where I work was always on the other side of the city centre to where the the Games Workshop was. So like it was like in my lunch break, I could like literally get there and get back, and that would so there was never any point. But then it moved to like my end of the city, mm-hmm. and this is when Mal Malcolm was the manager. So I thought myself, oh, I'll pop in and see Mal more. And it was more to see my like one of my best mates. Yeah. Um. But then I went in and then got chatting and I got talking about stuff and going, oh, what's this and what's this mm-hmm. and what. <laughs> Why is where are all the blisters? Why is nothing metal anymore? And right? then just, and again, it was just one of those weird things. I started paying more attention. And I was always a big Imperial Guard player in the past. And mm-hmm. I then one day I had a starter paint set in a box of um oh I can't remember what the proper name is, but they're like what we would call Imperial uh, Stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. The uh, Tempestor or something oh, like yeah. that the call now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always lose track with the sort of like the Latin name, like you know, everything's got to have a really cool Latin name now. But yeah, Stormtroopers. Yeah. And then and and I walked out the shop with those, and then and then that is probably one of them big cogs that got me where I am now. And, and then going in the shop, talking to Mal, and it's also happened right at the end, <laughs> it, it, like the end of it, end times. So I was mm-hmm. possibly responsible for the death of the old world. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. and so it was like. It was all, but it was almost that, um, you know, the end scene from uh, Planet of the Apes. And yes. I was like, you destroyed it all, the old world, you destroyed it all, god damn it. Um, you dirty, bat, yeah, so, you dirty apes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, it was like one of those things. And I think, in a weird way, I mean, I like Age of Sigma, but it's not, you know, it's not the there's, same. There's kids out, yeah, I mean, there's kids out there who think Null and Oil is a type of paint and it's not where the uh, mm-hmm. Imperial Gunnery School is based. You know, Altdorf means nothing to them. But yeah, I mean, again, that's being a big, again, I was a massive Empire fan, like player in the day. Yeah. But yeah, so that that kind of got me back into the hobby. Um, again, touching on a little bit what we might be talking about later on. Um, one of my other friends, uh, like my really good friend Simon, around the same sort of time, it got me. I think it was hassle free. I'm sure they were hassle free, mm-hmm. but he got me um, Shaun of the Dead um, yes. and Ash from um, Army of Darkness. Oh, um, Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, man, totally went blank there. Um, and again, it was around the same sort of time. Uh, I mean, a huge Shaun of the Dead fan. I mean, Halloween mm-hmm. coming up. I'm go- I'll be- I'm digging out my Shaun of the Dead. It's the joys of being slightly ginger and, mm-hmm. and being of a certain age. It's like I'm gonna uh, pull out the Shaun of the Dead, um, like awesome. Halloween outfit, mm-hmm. which is it's just a white shirt. But, um, but yeah. So and, like, they kind of and then in a way, I mean, obviously the GW stuff got me back in, mm-hmm. got me back painting again. But then it was almost like these two other figures I had, mm-hmm. and I went, oh well, yeah, let's start looking. And then and the other thing is internet. I mean, going back to 2000, 2001, we had the internet. Um, yes, but 
it wasn't the same. No. There was no social media. You know what I mean? It was just like, it was like, I mean, the internet back in them days was just basically a computer system that would show you lists of things, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? You know what I mean? There was no different. There was no interaction, really. Um, there's no fit. I mean, I mean, I've got Twitter, I've got Instagram, but I don't really use them that much. I mean, yeah. um, and, and Facebook, and Facebook came around because I thought to myself, I'm going to, um, sorry, not Facebook, I'm taking the credit for inventing Facebook there. Yeah, hey, I was going to say, <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah. 2D20s came around because I thought to myself, I'm going to start a group with my my, my, my friends I came with. So again, it was the four guys I mentioned and Sai mm. as well, because my friend Sai lives down in Manchester, so I don't get to see him like, as much. I thought, just as a little group, and then it kind of grew. And again, because the, the, the Huss, Mal and Gary, we all worked for Games Workshop, and mm-hmm. Mal and Gary being like higher up, they knew some, like Andy Hobdays and people like that. And it was just sort of like, oh, like, oh, I'll invite these and invite these. And it kind of steamrolled. And like, it was like a couple of people says, oh, why don't you make it into a, like an open group so everyone could like, you know, like join it. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a lot of other groups out there. I mean, there's a lot, of, I mean, there is a lot of similar groups. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people class them as like kind of hangout groups. I know like yes. Andy's, uh, Andy's got the, um, the paint and sculpt in one, which is kind of like loosely, I think it's the guys, a lot of the guys at Footsore seem to do around that one. I know Annie Norman's, got hers again they're all like industry sort of ones i mean i'm not saying you know obviously mine just like off the bat um oh there's uh dan adams has got the um paint all the minis, all the minis one mm-hmm. and i know i mean dan and, and dan's is like very much like i think his is more of an open one and and <laughs> you can see in the numbers i mean obviously dan's got the the, the podcast and everything that goes along with it which yes. is fantastic mm-hmm. but it's like you know it's it's thousands and thousands where i think we we tipped 400 members like sort of at the, a few months back, mm-hmm. but it's a private group. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's invite only and it kind of, we're self-regulating. I think that's the cool thing. I mean, everyone, and it's just, I think that's the thing. I think so many people have said about the group, it's like really positive and it's because we all self-regulate and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I think the only, there is only one rule. If you go on and you look at the rules and again, pardon my French here, but the only rule is don't be a dick. And mm-hmm. I think, that's where everything kind of came from because, again, it was just a group start about some mates talking about toy soldiers, and that's all we are. There's no pretense. There's no – again, it, it, it's probably got more of a pain and leaning, um, but I suppose because Facebook's more of a visual medium in a way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you can put your, 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 you know, your photographs that your minis on, and it's like, you know, I mean, I think my one of some of my original ideas was like, oh, we'll have, like, you know uh, – like discussions about games and stuff like that. And I think people just go, well, I'm not really bothered about that. I just want to show people like, I just want to show my mates the cool minis mm-hmm. I've painted, which yeah. I think is really, really good. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I mean, the original, I mean, the, the original name of the group was 2D20s, um, a midlife toy soldier crisis. Mm-hmm. And again, 2D20 being that, all the guys I was playing with. And again, a lot of the guys who, um, who like I mentioned, like people like Andy Hobday and Graham Davies, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's like Andy Chambers, but we're all that sort of like XGW mid to top end of forties, you know what I mean? But again, mm-hmm. that was I mean five years ago, we were early forties, but it was that sort of like you know the two D twenty being the number forty, so it was that kind of thing. So it was like a bit of a, ah. a um, it was the yeah, that's where the two D twenty comes from. So it was just it was a reference to the age. And I had like this midlife toy soldier crisis subtitle. I thought to myself, uh, is it is it a little bit misogynist making it does it sound a little bit too men only? I mean, not that I think we've got maybe about three or four um women members, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean but then that's that's again 
talking off and going off of rambles and tangents. I mean, this is probably the bad thing with me and you having the conversation, Brad. This this could go on for, for years and <laughs> yes, years. You yeah. know, we'll go one or two uh, tangents well, we haven't even, every second. We yes. Haven't even, we haven't even started. The, no, no, the main topic, have we? Well, let's yeah, let's well, let's I mean, segue then, because um, yeah. I think what you're talking about um, plays in beautifully, and it's something that I think we've talked about sort of tangentially a few times on this podcast in the past. Is that we really are in? Uh, I don't know. It's it's almost a sweet spot um, for people of our generation. It's almost as though um, people companies have figured out that uh, people of our age uh, either are uh, dinks um, or, you know, sinks, which is dual income, one earner, you know, no children or single income, no children, um, in which case you're just a giant man child like myself um or you have um children and you know a lot of times people sort of settle down and revisit the hobby um when all of a sudden you know they have kids and they can't you know necessarily you know live out and doing all the crazy stuff they're doing before they may not be able to travel as much and you know kids go to bed you got to sit around and do something with your hands and you go oh yeah i'm gonna do that thing i did when i was younger which is paint some toy soldiers and it's almost yeah. as though companies are leaning into that and by you know, we have all of a sudden, you know, masters of the universe toy soldiers, and we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, GI Joe and Transformers toy soldiers, and Storm, you know, Star Wars, you know, all the rage again, and yeah. um, you know, even Games Workshop is a couple of years ago, Gene Steeler Cult, which was one of the ones they said they'd never do, came back, and yeah. you know, and you're starting to get squats in, you know, um. Necromunda. And oh, Necromunda, I mean, yeah. heck, Necromunda's back. I mean, all of these yeah. things have sort of gone full circle. And it's just, it's an interesting time to be a gamer. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's like, and again, I mean, sisters, sisters of battle, they're mm. back as well. I mean, yes. it's just like all this, but it is, it is stuff. It is that, like, it's almost like the, the, the generation that we are are now the ones who were like, making the wheels turn around in the in the industry so we're the ones kind of going like oh yeah that would be cool and that mm-hmm. would be cool and like you know you're saying that the couldn't use it going like like you're saying gene Steeler coat will never do that again uh, but loads of people strange enough they're all in the 40s are kind of going oh, i remember having gene Steeler coat that would be cool i remember mm-hmm. having sisters of battle they would be cool and yes. it's like yeah even you know ne- and again necromunda i mean i'm half expecting more time to get another release even though i don't know how it would work but yes. you know what i mean and again there is stuff like um shade spire and that kind of thing which kind of crosses the go in a different way but it's that there is that kind of small war band feel thing mm-hmm. going on isn't well, there? Warcry, it is well yeah, war cry is a good game yeah i've been yeah, playing I mean, the hell out of I mean, that it is a lot of fun but you know it's not it's not more time no it's a uh, yeah it's it's it, it's it's kind of like the it's the opposite of more time it's it hasn't got the depth that more time right like has yeah yeah and, and strangely enough i picked up the the strontium dog rules um because i know it's something we're going to talk about a little bit later mm-hmm. um but i i mean I, I i picked up and played it well when it first came out i had a pre-order from warlord and then i, I it sat you know well it must be a year it's been out now isn't it yeah. so and i literally it up, and a I went, year. Mm-hmm. yeah and again it is that it's even smaller than more time it's but then it's all like the little other bits the chicanery and that kind of mm-hmm. thing i kind of go oh it's that it's that like uh, what they call it, like role play light, isn't it? And again, more time it was is. leaning towards that. Yeah, your character, your your mercenary captain was 
he had his name and you know who he was and you know there was that Skaven who um, shot him in the leg mm-hmm. uh, and he was he hob- had a hobble and it was that but that wasn't a bad thing because that was him you know what I mean it was that was that and that's you know that's the kind of thing and again I think going off like you know talking about war cry it's it's very like bang on the table do your know, your battle but there's no I don't think there isn't any progression is it it's like your no. war band is your war band it yeah, is it's, and you can add models to it. it it's almost I mean they with Shadespire they took away the conversions and they sort of took away that aspect of adding adding um, gear to your models because your models never change it's a deck building game and it's almost as though yeah, Warcry is that same sort of idea where they're they've taken sort of a lot of the narrative. I mean, they're I mean, it's it's all campaign, but no progression. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, that's the great thing I think with it is 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 yeah, there isn't that the, there isn't the, the the depth of it, but you can sit down with your mates and play six games in a, like an afternoon evening, yeah, can't right? you? It's like you can you can you can do a campaign in one sitting, which is really really cool. Yeah, it is. Excellent. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think. I need to play that a bit more. I mean, I, I think that's actually the last time I gamed with my friends was um, when Warcry first came out. So it's been mm-hmm. about a little bit of a, a little while. I haven't really got that much gaming done. Um, but yeah, and we were just kind of running through the rules. And um, I had like, I've got some um, skeletons. So I had like the, um, was it Legions and the Gash? And I got the cards for them. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, these are going to be brilliant. And I went, oh, yeah. It's such a fast-paced game that having skeletons history, I was like, oh, I can't. There was one game I had, like, literally, like, um, I can't remember the mission, but you had to, like, take it. You, you got to take, you know, you've got, like, the three sort of, like, let's say fire teams, if you know what I mean. But you've mm-hmm. got, like, within your, is it the, the shield, the, the dagger, and the sword? I can't remember. Is it the sword or, or the axe? Yeah, same, same idea. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you, so you, you break to... your warband in three pieces, and each one has a different deployment zone, yeah. Yeah, and in this one, you got to take two of your opponents one off, so they only had one, and the mission was to kill them. But I, I couldn't get across the. I couldn't actually get across the board to to get contact with them. So you just keep running away and running away, and running mm-hmm. away. But that's a different story. Me, as I'm saying, as a war gamer, I've got no t- um, tactical know-how whatsoever. <laughs> Atrocious <laughs> war gamer. Mm-hmm. I just like uh, like me, me war gaming is how I, I'll paint some nice soldiers and then put them on the table. Go, oh, doesn't that look nice? And then watch them all get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. They get on the no, table, no. which is me, where yeah. I spend all my time, you know, painting a few and then going. I don't quite have enough to play with this. Hmm. No. This is a problem. <laughs> Ooh, there's uh, a shiny thing over there. Let me go do that. Oh. Uh, man. Yeah. As I'm saying, I'm, I think once again, I've taken this in a totally different direction than what we're going to do. What we're talking about. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Track. Well, yeah. uh, that's right. I mean, with so let's go to Strong Team Dog because I mean we are staring down the barrel of Judge Dread coming out. Um, yeah. We are going to have. Um, I mean, we're going to be flooded with Judge Dread models. It's like that uh, Game of Thrones meme, you know. So hold tight, yeah. Dread's coming, <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I, for one, am looking forward to uh, Judge Dread and Judge Anderson and Judge Death uh, flooding the tabletops shortly, because um, I think it's going to be. I mean, I loved those comics as a kid, and especially in college, I loved rereading them. And now, you know, we can get those models and put them back on the table, especially since, you know, you know, I looked at the war, was it war games foundry catalog for years of those dread models going, yeah, I don't think I can paint them that well. So I don't know if I'm going to go buy those and I don't really have a game system to play them with. Well, well now we do. Um, and I know yeah, there was it. the warlord slash mongoose, mainly mongoose game, 
a while back and Warlord distributed it, but, and I have the rules and it's cool, but it never jumped out and grabbed me. But I like the way, um, the strontium dog rules. Now you've actually messed around with it more than I have. Um, they, they, it's got that Warlord feel of, um, simplicity, but it's got depth that keeps you coming back. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your experiences with Strong Team Dog and how that sort of rolls into what you're hoping for for Dread. Well, again, I mean, I think you touched on it there, Brad. The 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 mechanics of the game are very, very warlordy, and and, um, and another game that I love's um, Test of um, Test of Honor, mm. and it's got it's got the similar sort of. And again, I know like uh, Andy and Graham didn't have anything to do with this. Um, but it's got that same sort of mechanic, and, and again, it's 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 it, it's a mechanic that's used it across different systems. Anyway, it's got like the the chit draw, um, but then it's got the the um, so like who who's activating? Yeah. Um. So it's not like a you go I go. It's sort of like you know a blind sort of draw, but also it's got like the a, a not dissimilar dice mechanic in that rather than having a standard uh six well is a standard six sided dice, but it's right. a it's a custom one, so I think you have it's like a hit. Um, a is this a two thousand? There's a shield. I think there's there's a dread. There's a dread um, badge on. I'm sure. Mm, I'm going to flick through the rules here. But again, it's it, it's a, a similar sort of thing in Test of Honor where you have the um, yeah, it's an explosion like a dread shield in the two thousand AD logo, um, and it, and it's a bit like the the sword, the two swords, and the cross and the blank in Test of Honor. Um, and then your character, say Johnny Alpha, I think has like a four for his range attack. Mm-hmm. So it means you would roll four dice. And then I'm going, it all depends on the symbol you hit. So you've got misses, you've got hits, and then there's like sort of crits, that kind of thing. So yeah. rather than having to constantly reference your tables, which again is another thing where, you know, I think I've, I, I, I used to feel a lot in old school war game and like Warhammer stuff. It's like, yeah, what's toughness this and what's your, mm-hmm. your strength and you've got, you know I mean? And you know, some people remember that stuff off the, off the top of their heads. Um, like sort of like put, put a picture on a dice to see if yes, yes or no, yes. basically. But it's got, it's got that same, it's got a very sort of nice warlord sort of feeling. Now, again, talking about um, Dread. Now I don't know if anything's been said, but I remember I think it was Paul was on. I think possibly the first Warlord um, mm-hmm. podcast you did, and it was was that very very first one talking about Strontium Dog. Yes, it was very. It was if it wasn't well, the first, it was on. it was one yeah. of the first. Yeah. And he was and talking remember, about it. And I remember the second I got off the air with him, he said, oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, Strontium Dog, nice. Dread. And he went, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And, and again, now think, it's coming. Yeah. I think that we're so clever as well, because I think Strontium Dog is a really good, like, uh, a really good, strong title from 2018 that mm-hmm. everyone will know. But it's not a Dread, and it's not the Rogue Trooper, and, like, yeah, I mean, silly for me. But it's it's that sort of second tier, and it's still really, really, really well loved. Yes. But it's it, I think I mean I don't know if it was just sort of like like Warlord maybe like dipping the toe in, sort of saying like mm-hmm. let's let's see how this is before you know I mean that's it. They did dread, and it was a big turkey, and nobody bought it, and it was and it, and, it, and it was you know nobody yeah. wanted it. It would be like oh right, and then we'll go what's another dread game? But so they just tested the war over this, mm-hmm. and again I think. It was the right thing, and it, 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 as a game, again, it's like one of those games. It's really narrative driven. Yeah. Um, 
you've got like the chicanery cards, which is gives yes. you a little bit. Um, you can play them, so it's it's like dirty handed. It's again, it, it's it's got that sort of um that element of, and because you can play them all different parts, you know, you can have the ones which will, you know. Like I think there's one called Play Dead. So you've got if you've got like a stunned guy on the ground, you can play the, the Play Dead one. So it or is it like it's somebody who's been taken out of action? Mm-hmm. He's technically stunned, so you can bring him back basically. And it's that twist because you know you're on a board. It's not like you've got like two thousand point armies on the table. Right. You've got like I think the first first scenario and the good, the bag, and the muty um, sort of uh, that came in the starter box. The the scenario, I think it's basically. Uh, Johnny Alpha and Wolf yeah. versus Max Max Bubba and his four other guys. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. So there's like <laughs> there's like six, seven figures on the table. So Total, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It, it, it's it's going back to what we're talking about more time where that individual character is a character. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's a he's a known character, you know who Johnny Alpha is. You know what I mean? You know what he's yeah. capable of. You, you know he's got like little things like he can shoot through a wall because he he's got that mutation that can see through like stuff. So. So I think that's what I really like. It's like that no, you know, you, you you know this person already. Well, like mm-hmm. yeah, and you, I, and you, I really, it, but it's also it plays into the world as well because you can get yeah. like the random mutants and you know the random thugs and goons, um, and that's yeah. part of it as well. Like you can have your favorite hero or your favorite villain just mowing through countless nobodies, but they're countless nobodies that you know. Um, from the comic books and from the movies, like it's a situation that it feels perfectly right to you. Um, the new Marvel game that's coming out, they only have the heroes. And as much as I'm excited about putting Steve Rogers on the tabletop, and you know I am, but yeah, to have that and not be able to go through a wall of Hydra agents or aim, a, you know, aim scientists or whatever else, I'm like, eh, but I kind of wanted that, and I really like how with Dread. You can have, um, and if you look at the Dread box set, it's Dread, Anderson, and a bunch of randoms. Cool. Actually, Brad, I don't actually think, if you look, it's not actually Dread and Anderson. Is it's, it? it's, it's a street judge and a rookie. So you oh. don't actually get, yeah, which I think at first I kind of went, you don't get Dread. That's I mean, right. obviously you get the, if you get it from uh, Warlord, you get mm-hmm. the Dread and the Death sort of That's figure. what I'm getting Them confused sort of by. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But I think in a way, I kind of thought to myself, oh, you don't get Dread in the Dread game, but this is the part of the world that we're playing. You mm-hmm. can play as, and it's exactly what you were saying there, you don't have to play as the big stars. You right. can play as the street judges. And you know what I mean? You could, I mean, I don't know. Can you build up, you know, is, is, the, is the ways you can build up your street judge or is it like you're playing as... Cannon fodder, and of course, Dread will be coming out. There'll be an expansion that air sequence. Oh yeah, out. there is. We'll, we'll be yeah, we'll be seeing it on the the, the Warlord like you know um, pre-release site. Something already sure, there. Sure, but yeah, and it's uh, I think, um, when you get Dread, it's Dread on foot and Dread on bike. Yeah. Oh no, no, isn't the Dread on bike in? No, it's the big, the big, big box, isn't it? The, the like with everything in. I think you can get Dread on the Lomar. separate, maybe. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, you must. You must be able to get them on foot. You would, you yeah, would have insane. to. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the big box, which has got all like, a lot of the expansions in. So there's like, and I've seen there's mean machines on there, mm. deaths on there. Um, I mean, I'd love uh, 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 the evil judges box. I think yes. that would be awesome. I mean, 
in a way, I think Death's the most or like the most iconic one. But I think the sculpting of the three mm-hmm. um, would be fantastic. I'd love to see what they could do with do with them. That'd be really really nice to see. But then that's it. Well, you know, we touched literally a few little things there. But you've got Dread, and Dread's this sort of almost like this figure who doesn't change. You know what I mean? He's stayed the same. Mm-hmm. But there's the cast of villains and heroes all around them. That 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 that's more so than Strontium Dog. The, the, it's I mean, you could even bring Strontium Dog into Dread, couldn't you? Yes, so, and you could. And I already have yeah. a, a, a whole pile of models like you from Strontium Dog that I'm already thinking, ah, oh, Street Thugs, nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, especially well, any of them really. Um, but I guess to get more of the muties, um, you yes. could bring them into it dead, dead easy, couldn't you? Yeah, and that would be yeah. perfect for Cursed Earth, especially since I already have a lot of desert terrain from Bolt uh-huh. Action. Throw a few pieces of um, bespoke, you know, random Cursed Earth-looking items in to make it look not just World War II Africa and uh, throw a couple mutants in there, and Bob's your uncle. You're ready to go. You have the Cursed Earth. And throw a meme machine down there, and you're good. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, definitely very excited about all of uh, all of the the hobbying opportunities. I've been thinking about looking at my terrain box, going, "Hmm, how can I do this?" Uh, well, actually, it's there was something that we were talking about just in the last few months about uh, Reality's Edge, yes, and about mm-hmm. and I've been thinking, I'm thinking, oh, well, all the terrain I could get for Reality's Edge is going to work fantastic for Mega City One. It you know is. what I mean? And that, I know on the, the the front of the next. Warlords Illustrated, you get like essentially a sheet of um, 2000 AD graffiti, uh, which looks amazing. I started thinking, oh, that's that'll look because again, it'll it it won't matter too much on Reality's Edge if it says you know Death to All Judges because no one's really going to be paying that much. Right. And if someone says Drock it on the side of the building, yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's just just words. (laughs) Exactly. um, I mean, strange enough, I'm looking at the 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 Sarissa stuff that you got with the Strontium Dog, and I've got this like the little mm-hmm. shack there. And actually, I went out and uh, on a like a rail like a, a railway model railway site website, um, and they do graffiti um, transfers. Oh, so, do they? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got to take into account it's like um, twenty mil rather than um, twenty mil, fifteen mil, twenty mil. Yeah, because um, it's like the double O scale mm-hmm. age. Um, but it's a bit of graffiti. I think yeah, obviously it's meant to be large. Who says it scale. isn't somebody's tag, right? I mean, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, that's well, that's that's it. So yeah, that's all. That's all tagged up this building. So oh, it's cool. quite cool. But yeah, I'll have to find you a link for that and send you it because yeah, it was a while ago I got them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I've, yeah um, I think... and that also again works brilliantly for um, the Marvel game. All of a sudden, you yeah. have. I mean, you throw it down. You've got a building, and you have everything set. You have. I mean, it's amazing how many games are slotting into sort of the city urban backdrop and yeah i'm pretty excited about uh getting some models on and playing some city games now that i have some city terrain but yeah i never thought i'd uh never thought i'd have that and all of a sudden i'm going ooh, let's do yeah, it yeah i mean uh, i mean there's the old i mean i've got some oh what was the warlord zombie game from ages ago oh, project z yeah project z yeah yeah, yeah. and I, and i did the old sort of like cereal box painted up kind of thing because i thought myself well, it's just mm-hmm. a big bit of terrain you know what i mean but yeah now there's a lot more stuff out there i mean i was looking at some tt combat stuff do some i think is it sci-fi yeah. utopia 
they do some does really great stuff and super cheap yeah. and yeah oh it's so good so well priced yeah i mean most of my i think the majority of my mdf stuff is it's always my first go to because i always think yeah what can i get from tt combat mm-hmm. and again your, your sarissa's and like uh foreground brilliant but it's just like yeah. i think you know what you get for tt combat from the money just is always that little bit better you know i mean yeah. not necessarily the quality not that saying that they're bad, but it's just they're not bad at all. No, exactly. Yeah, for the that, price, you know, they yeah. are literally unbeatable. Um, but for yeah. us in Australia, we have to pay the shipping. Um, yeah. And then if you factor in that we have a local Knights of Dice that are, you know, as much as I love TT, Knights of Dice is next tier. And you don't have yeah. to pay shipping. And you go, hmm, I know which one I'm probably going to go with. The one that's down the road. It's- um, you know, the and the scales square, yeah, turn on that one, yeah, definitely. I mean, night. I mean, the stuff I've seen in Knights of Dice is really, really good. Oh, so and again, good. but it's like the flip flip side for me. It's that I've got to get the shipping from Australia, so mm-hmm. it's always like in the middle ground somewhere. So yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, there's there's the, again. I mean, we're talking about the the Marvel stuff, um, and again, something you touched on about the how they've gone very much for like just the heroes versus villains kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, I was looking at it and I think it's the one thing that's kind of like not it's taking the edge off a little bit. I really love it. And I, and again, we're going touching on like the, the, the 2008, I mean, comics in general is something I'm just yeah. big fan of. And as mm-hmm. I say, Marvel, again, a huge Marvel fan, but I've looked at them figures and went, yeah, they're really lovely. But the, the cinematic universe look on there, and, yeah, and, 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 which is brilliant. But I mean, I'd, I want, I want you see Steve Rogers. I want Steve Rogers in his scale armor and his big red and white stripes mm-hmm. and you know that kind of thing. And again, it would be brilliant, like proper sort of like. I'm sure they'll do X Men at some point because I presume they don't have any sort of licensing issues that they're, they're, no, they're they merged um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's then you know I want to see. The, the sort of 90s Jim Lee, you know, Psylocke and things like that, you know, the kind of the classics, you know, which, and again, that's the difference between the reality of seeing something physically on the, on the movie screen, because they've got to make it look like a human being. They do. Is a superhero. So Steve Rogers is a super soldier. He's wearing like kind of almost military gear. He's not wearing spandex, but you could get away with that in a comic because it's a comic. It's that, you know, right. it's that, it's that sort of altered reality. Now, how does that work on a, uh, uh, a 28 mil, 30 mil figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, imagine I mean, that on an actual human being and then shrinking that too. It would look very yeah. weird, um, yeah, which is yeah. why when you look at some of the... Um, one of the things I love about, and I am going to bring it back to Marvel in a second, but if you look at Knights of Dice, sorry, not Knights of Dice, a Knight Miniatures models, when they yeah. do some of the DC stuff, um, they do DC like the original Adam West Batman and you know some of the original Batman characters like Batman himself and Robin. And if you look at those characters and you think, and you put them next to some of the more uh, modern theatrical versions of those characters, and you go, huh, this looks a lot more realistic. This yeah. looks ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, because we I grew mean, up with we, it, you know, it makes sense to us. But I had a couple of uh, DC models on my desk at work because I was painting them at lunch a couple of years ago, and um, kids looked at it and went, is he wearing clothes? And I was like, yeah, of course. He's yeah. wearing, you know, it's Batman. And he's like, Mr. Moore, I'm not sure about that. That that doesn't look right. Like, Batman's got what? armor on. What's he wearing? Yeah. It looks like, you know, why, cloth. Why is, why is Batman fat? <laughs> yeah, well, there's that, yeah. Yeah. 
Bam. But no, yeah, I mean, it was, but that, yeah, but that's again, this is us being, you know, we're talking about this, like, sort of 40, these guys mm-hmm. in the 40s, and then we're kind of turning the wheels of the industry a little bit now. And again, it's because, you know, because of the, that Batman, we were all still watching. Because, I mean, that was like, I mean, I don't know if it was the same in the States, but we, when I was, you know, young, those film, mm-hmm. those Batman TV shows were all made before I was born. Oh, yeah. They were circulated over and over and over. We mm-hmm. still, we were still watching. I mean, we used to get, I mean, in the in the, the six weeks holidays through the summer, um, we used to watch Black and White Champion the Wonder Horse. And it was like, if they did that now, it, this was a show that I'm presuming was made in the yeah. States in the 50s, and like old Black and White Lassie and Gentle Ben. Mm-hmm. If you did that now to kids, there would be riots. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> would be. Oh, what's this? Yeah. Yeah. So again, it, but yeah, that, that Batman, I mean, remember the old Spider-Man TV series? Oh, and yeah. that's kind of... They're, they're the things that, you know, they're fresh in our head because it was like, yeah, I was reading the comics. I was lucky. I had a, a friend of my my grandmother's had an older son who was maybe like 10 years older than me. Oh, and nice. he used to give me my old, because um, I used to get like um, like 2000 AD because obviously 2000 mm-hmm. AD was the British comic, but it wasn't as easy to, to pick up Marvel comics in England as it, mm-hmm. I dare say it probably was a lot easier in the States. Oh, yeah. But we didn't we, we didn't have like as many comic shops in England. There's like one in the city uh, uh, um, from Newcastle where, where I live, mm-hmm. um, and it's always been this. Actually, well, no, there's, there's more now. But back in the day, there was time yeah. slip, and it became Forbidden Planet, and it was like. But it was like in them days, it was this like dingy little like porter cabin out the back of the bus station, mm-hmm. and it was like oh, don't, it was don't go in there. It's a bit weird, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. Yeah, because we it was before that being a geek is cool, you know what I mean. So yeah, so getting my hands on and it was Spider Man comics. I remember having yeah. Spider Man comics in uh, oh, was it Jonah Hex and being yes. terrified of Jonah Hex mm-hmm. and Punisher as well. I was like a six year old child reading like eighties, nineties Punisher, mm-hmm. which I'm sure in in hindsight my parents would be going like, uh, maybe this sh- yeah. not the thing our son should be reading. But yes. I think they were like, oh, he's happy reading these storybooks you know his picture books so but yeah that's the thing and you know we, we we've got this um we've got these images of these superheroes yeah in like tattooed in our brains from yeah, we being do. kids well and we know exactly yeah well we yeah exactly and we watched uh, I, I dare say we would just watch the mirror image of each other's um television show because i was watching um oh uh the the puppets um you have the figures of them. Why can't I think of it? Uh, Captain Scarlet. Um, oh, Captain Scarlet. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was watching Captain Scarlet, and um, why am I suddenly blanking on the Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds. Yeah, Thunderbirds. Yeah. And you know, loved the hell out of those. And you know, you could only watch them on like HBO on weird times of day. And in order yeah. for me to get 2000 AD comics, um, you know, my parents dragged me to church in Harvard Square, which was you know near you know uh, near where I grew up. And yeah. I, in Harvard Square's Millionaire Picnic, and you know the deal was, you know, I would get to go to the comic shop every couple weeks, um, and that's where I would get the comics that I couldn't get at my local convenience store. And so I would mm. go in, and man, I remember seeing the posters of Judge Dredd being like, "This is awesome! I gotta find it!" And I was asking the guy behind the counter, and of course, I'm standing with my dad. Um, you know, where's the Judge Dredd comic? Like, where can I get that? I, I want to see this. And he, you know, sheepishly points in one direction. And it was like the import comics were like one rack over from this sign and like a like a beaded curtain. And it was like yeah. naughty comic <laughs> books, like X-rated yeah. comics. And my dad's like looking at me skeptically. And I'm like, 
I want the the <laughs> judge guy, the police officer guy. I'm gonna go over there. And he's like, No, you're not, because that's right next yeah. to the dodgy place. And I was like, Can you get me one of those comics, please? <laughs> I mean, it's just the comic shop. Um, and yeah. to be fair, it's a clean, nice comic shop with wonderful people who work there. And I grew up going to, but I, I always forget it has that dodgy corner. And as a kid, like yeah. I was absolutely not allowed to go near the 2000 AD stuff because of it. Um, anyway, but yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never really thought about it as well. The parallels between the Punisher and Dread, they're all yes. really similar characters. Yeah, they are. But yeah, as I'm saying, I'm really, really looking forward to Dread. Um, and again, I'm looking forward to what else Warlord's going to bring out in the 2018. Right? Um, I, I believe, again, this is going back to that interview you did with Paul mm-hmm. like last year. And again, I, I, I get the feeling, I, well, the understanding, I think they're going to use that mechanic and it's going to be going through mm-hmm. or a similar version of. So yes. again, in Dread, I can see how it would work really, really well. I mean, I don't know if they'll do something differently with the chicanery because I, I think obviously um, Johnny Alpha and Strontium Dog, it's almost like a gun, the, a gunslingers really. So exactly. that's kind of maybe more that like, so there'll be something along like, again, I'm just guessing here, but will there be something along the same sort of lines, but maybe not use the word chicanery? I don't know. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting going, to see, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, but then going forward, I mean, I'm saying, I mean, I'm guessing there's going to be a rogue trooper. I mean, that would, and that would be great. But then would that be like, how's that going to work? Is it going to be like, because it tends to be it's one guy versus an army. Mm-hmm. Now that on the tabletop might not work. So will that be a bigger battle game? So you would have like, oh, it's like the North and the South essentially, isn't it? I can't remember the, the, the real guys. So yeah. you would like, obviously you would have um, like rogue trooper and, and of course he's got all the extra bits with these chips and stuff, mm-hmm. but then going then you know yeah i mean we're we're just we're just making stuff up but then but i mean if you start throwing in slain uh, slain is slain as well i mean i i think at some point um and i think it'll depend on how dread does and again i'm wildly speculating i know that people sometimes think that i'm part of warlord i'm not uh i just do their podcast i'm the host uh i (laughs) i'm always amused when uh, i talk to uh guests on that show and i go hey i'd like to have you on the show um you know i've been given your name and number and i've been asked to invite you on would you like to come on and they go yeah great i'll be in headquarters next thursday does that suit and i go funny you say that i'm actually on the opposite <laughs> side of the planet how does your skype yeah. work um <laughs> but uh i think it would be really cool once dread comes out i i, I wonder if we're gonna get that as sort of I mean, what we didn't get with Strong Team Dog, for example, was a hardback version of the rules. I, I'm I'm hoping, and what I'm thinking is, that Dread's going to be sort of 2000 AD, sort of as more of a whole than Strong Team Dog might have been. And again, this is more yeah. of a speculation on my behalf, but I'm hoping that that's the case, and then that you can bring in characters from, because that was one of the cool things about 2000 AD, is that the comics crossed over, even though the universes yeah. didn't always the characters would sort of slip in and out of each other's universes. Um, and you have like Quite Johnny often, Alpha yeah. and Dread in the same comic strip. And it would be cool, I mean, to get them on the tabletop. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you can get Rogue Trooper um, and Slain. And, um, you know, I, I would love to get, um, was it Durham Red on? Um, uh, well, no, Durham Red's in um, Strong Team Dog. Halo yeah. Jones. Oh, sorry. Halo what? Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Halo Jones? Yes. Yeah, she'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, um, oh, Nemesis. I think that would be good. Yes. Again, though, Nemesis was like, it was a uh, Kev O'Neill did the artwork for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was as much 
part of the appeal. As a, I mean, the story was cool, but then it's that kind of like bringing stuff from the page to a physical 3D form, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I'd like to see if they could put that across because I only remember you remember it was all very sharp angles and yes, exactly, very very sort of caricatures, but. It'd be interesting. Or um, I is, I'm just going to start listing 2018 stuff. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say, I think we should probably stop yeah. this because it's going to turn into a random speculation fest on uh, Cast just, yeah, just Just listing lots of things. This, 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 and this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. is kind of what we've been doing all along. But um, yeah. for those who have been following this ADHD-fueled um, hobby hole <laughs> uh, trip down memory lane, um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just really excited about where the gaming industry has been um, in recent years and where it's going. I feel like there's just a lot of really cool stuff that is that's been out um, that you and I have both been playing um, and looking at. I mean, we have the new edition of Test of Honor. I know you're a big Test of Honor guy. Um, bit, yeah. Have you I... have you been digging the new edition? Um, I've got the rules. I was reading it on the weekend. It looks really fun. Um, I just need the new set of cards to play it. Yeah, I mean the, the the great thing I love about it is it's just it's it's a new edition, but it's just it's been ever so slightly tweaked. I mean the original. Mm. I, I mean I think it, it is the game. Then as I'm saying, the last sort of four years when I've really got back in the hobby, but it is the game that's really kept my interest. I love. I think I mean um, I don't know if we were talking about off air or if we were talking earlier on, but you were talking about old um, foundry. It was yeah earlier on. It was on air. Foundry yep. Samurai. Yeah, mm-hmm. and again. It's going back to like the time when we were kids and we were collecting figures and you know, there were space marines and there was orcs mm-hmm. and you know, there wasn't a great deal of other stuff. Right. But then you would find, and Games Workshop used to do, and they're going back, like when I first really got in the hobby, they used to do like, it was almost like a bargain box. I'm sure it was called a bargain box. Mm-hmm. And you would get it. You didn't know what you were getting in it. And it was like sort of six old, you know, it was like the old pre-slot base figures. Yes. And I remember having this um, samurai and I've still got them. Uh, with a Naganata, and again the flashing on it's terrible. There's oh a bit yeah, I thought it was it's like, until, until very re- yeah until recently I thought it was actually part of your sword. I thought it was like this fancy sort of thing, and I went, oh no no, that's just a bit of flashing. Now I look at it again twenty years <laughs> later, but yeah, and I, I remember having like a getting my hands on like a I'm sure it was like a Hero Quest Ninja, and I thought myself, mm-hmm. these are amazing. I, I, I've always been like obsessed with like like Japanese culture. Yeah. And again, and then it, this game came out and it's this sort of like, rather than, I mean, obviously there's big battle samurai games, which I love the look of, but it's sometimes it really don't task to, right, I'm going to start a, you know, a pike and shot, yeah, you know, no. samurai, uh, you know, army. And it's it's that, that the whole don't thing about starting a big army. And then this test of honor came out. I mean, was it two year old now? Three year old? Something like must that. Be, must be two and a half. Yeah. yeah. And sort of picked it up straight away and just fell in love with it. And again, there's some of the guys, uh, Kieran and Matt and Jez, who do the, the Three Swords podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a really really cool like community with it. And again, it's that it's it's the in the similar sort of vein to the community that we're trying to do in like Two D Twenty. It's mm-hmm. just that really it's 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 that style of game that it's that it, it is it's these narrative games which are coming out a lot more when. The, the competitive i mean obviously you play a game as toy soldiers you want to game win that game of toy soldiers exactly but a lot of these narrative games now if you don't win but you know your fellow went running through in there you know mm-hmm. chopped down you know five uh azagaris before like you know you know succumbing to like all these wounds it's like ah oh, this is what i love this game for and again 
the new stuff. And again, I think now that Graham, well, it's, I don't know it's Graham and Andy, but I know Graham's taken like the reins more from mm-hmm. it. And I think the version that we're getting in version two is a lot more like what we originally wanted. Now, there was a lot of like a few little ex- expansions came out with the original set um, with like sort of fighting buildings and night fighting and things yeah. like that. Um, that's all been put in. I yeah. think one of the only major, one of the major tweaks is cavalry. Cavalry didn't really work in the first one, and it's again they've, they've tweaked it. So it, it just like I think in the first game it was almost like cavalry was kind of going at the same speed as like people on foot, and it just didn't seem to be. You were paying more points for stuff that didn't really like right. give you that seemingly that much advantage. So they've mm-hmm. just tweaked some things on there. And in the old rules, you had dishonor cards, but now you've got dishonor and honor honor cards, so you can act. The dishonor stuff was like, you know, you were throwing dust in somebody's eyes, but That's it was a right. negative effect, mm-hmm. negative effect to your war band. But now, likewise, you can act honorably. Um, if somebody is, uh, you're getting a chance in the game, if, you, if you've if been attacked, um, you can use your action um, to, to like, basically block. But that means that your action chits removed from the, um, from the bag. So then if your mm-hmm. samurai goes to then to attack a um somebody who's action poison i can't remember but you can act honorably rather than you know cutting them down uh, and you get an honor card and again there's a plus as a positive um cool. to your war band but again the 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 the, the unlikely allies that came out um with the original game there's the scenarios there so it's just banned and again it's going away from like the big war bands mm-hmm. or well, reasons like to these sort of like so i think there's like eight figures and again it's like is the the um well isn't it the, it's the magnificent seven isn't it well the, the, well no that's the, there was the seven rune and the brought out which was yeah the uh, that was like the last release of uh first edition right. which essentially were the seven, seven samurai yeah uh and they're beautiful figures and again like the allies are along the same sort of vein so it's like you can use them all individually or in your war band, but you can play them all as this group, and they're all got slightly different benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, there's a new stuff that's just come up for pre-order. Um, the Azagari scouts. That's so you've right. got like, mm. you know, they can do like there's like a runner, and so there's just and they're just bringing out more. Again, it's it's, it's going more to almost that sort of. I hate to use the word like you know RPG like, but it is and it's like when we're talking about like more time, it's got like you know individual characters it's rather than being a big battle game it's this like you know he's doing this because that's his specific skill and he Mm -hmm. he can influence these guys and and i just love it and again it's it's telling the story and again i know it's something that you're more into these days it's like the narrative side of things yeah but the missions i mean mean, that was one of the things that really grabbed me when i opened that book is how many missions there are in that yeah. rule book and my wife asked me what i was carrying she thought i was holding a brochure she didn't see how thick it was because it's a smaller yeah. size piece of paper uh, or um, yeah. you know cover size and i showed it to her and she went that's a rule book because she's used to me looking at reality's edge which is like 350 pages and like the new gaslights yeah. book which is almost as thick hardback books and i went no this is a rule book and she went really have you played that and I went, haven't played it yet but i'm really looking forward to it and it the rules they're concise they're well written you get a very clear understanding of how they work just reading through them. Um, and again, it's got it's simple to pick up, but it looks like it's got the depth to keep playing. Um, but how many of how many pages in that book are just missions? Um, yeah, and, and they, how to play it, right? That's it. I mean, it must be a good 
half or at least a third exactly. of the book is, is scenarios yeah which again wasn't really in the first one as much there was a few mm. um I, I think the guy's hands were a bit tied obviously partnering with warlord and had all like you yeah. know they, they had the, the figures and everything to go with and then and I, I mean i don't know the reason behind the split but i know obviously andy and graham really had they, they owned the game and, and obviously that's why they're doing it and i think that there was a few there was there was like the two individual like pamphlets really were because mm. again the rules themselves are quite you were saying quite concise and simple and right. you know but they've obviously been been able to expand it and in, in you know some of the old expansions they brought in more rules but they've brought it all in together but again i mean that the starter box i mean you were saying about like almost like the it's like sort of slightly bigger than a5 isn't it the the rule is yeah i mean the, the start the starter box itself is is only maybe slightly bigger than say like if you went and got a box of you know, um, you know, like a, a bolt action regiment, you know, plastic box. Yeah. It's, it's 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 just that little small size box. So you kind of go and like, this, that's a whole whole game in there. It's, it's like, yeah, there. it's brilliant. It's yeah. as you, you say, it's brilliant. It's like they don't waste space. You get exactly what yeah. you need to play. You get, I mean, and it's not an ins- uh, insignificant number of models. You get the dice. You get the cards. You get the book. Um, it's fantastic. It's it's a bit like when I got um seventy uh TV pulp in the mail the other day. It's it's a nice yeah. size. I mean, it's a smaller size box, but you open it up. Um, it's got some rule books. It's got three rule books. It's got miles of cards, uh, and dice and counters and MacGuffins. No models, but they again yeah. no wasted space. It's exactly what you need to play. And and when I say that, I mean. It gives you stuff to play with forever, um, yeah. but it's in that size box. And I was thinking, this is it. And then I opened it and went, "Damn, this is it. This is great. This is cool." Yeah. And I think get for us. I mean, given that sometimes we have mountains of models as it is, um, I know Test of Honor does give you plenty of models to play with right out of the box. But it's great that companies are sort of saying, "Well." Cool. We're not going to take up a ton of um, wall space on already busy game shop walls. Um, here is exactly what you need. Plus, um, you know, if they're shipping it out now that things are going worldwide, hashtag smaller boxes, less postage. Um, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, that's it. I mean, I mean, one of the flip sides. I remember um, talking to the the guy who runs all my like my, my local uh, game store. And when I think it's the, with the sort of almost like the pre-packed war bands that Warlord did. He was kind of like, oh well, when everyone's got them, I've just got this stuff sitting on my shelf. So now it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's a little bit, you know, the stuff they're doing with uh, Gray for now, and obviously they're selling stuff through uh, Footstore. You've got a little bit more pick, mix and matches going back to the old blisters. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When you used to go pick up a pack, a pack of blisters, and go, right, I want to add these and add these rather than here. Then that here's your set war band play with it because, like I say, once you've got it, the guy in the model shop it goes, well, I've all the guys that play in Test of Honor have got the the so high monks. I've got four boxes of them sitting on my shelf. That's and then I, I picked them up cheap, so that was one good thing. But yeah, it's a, it's a. It, I suppose it's that's a different that's a different story from a different time, isn't it? Sort of yeah, like, uh, exactly. <laughs> well, I think, Ian, I, I, you know, as much as I'm enjoying this conversation, and I absolutely am loving just us talking shop about all the games that we love. This is the definition of talking shop. Um, I hate to say it. I think our time is almost up. But before yeah. we have to say goodbye, because I know you have to go somewhere and I need to go to bed. Um, between those two things, um, before those happen, let's talk about uh, your website one more time. 
Where can we find it? Um, I know clearly Facebook, but um, 2D20 Gamers and search it up. Um, And is it open to the public if people want to check it out? Or is that one of the things that tomorrow you're going to get, you know, 50 requests to join your private website? I think, you know, again, this is me showing my naivety. You know, I've been doing, obviously, I've been running the group for like three years now. Now, it's a private group, but I think you can request. And uh, now it's 2D20 Wargamers. Um, right. Now, you can you can be invited to the group, but I think you can request to join as well. And there's like one of those things that Facebook, I, I, you've got like some questions set up. And if I remember rightly, it's sort of like, what games do you like playing? Uh, just so we, we can kind of like, filter out we get a lot of people from taiwan who seem to want or thailand who seem to want uh, to join the group uh, and and push the thai lottery for some bizarre reason oh. so obviously we can we can we can filter them out um and again but generally it's it's i kind of keep it as i mentioned earlier on we kind of keep it as a sort of closed group and yeah. we're, we're we're self like we're self sort of governing there's no it and again there's there's very rarely any sort of you know it, it's a really good natured you know, positive group. It's a good bunch yeah. of guys. And again, you'll probably see there, There's it's the same guys. I mean, I post a lot. I mean, I say I've got an hour commute every morning to work and it's literally, I sit there and I go, oh, that's interesting. I'll yeah, stick exactly. that on. I'll say, so usually when everyone comes on, I, I, I start work at seven o'clock in the morning. So it's like, I'm sitting on the bus at six. And so it's all the stuff. I think you mentioned, Brad, it was all the stuff that you'd, uh, you, when you get mm-hmm. up, by the time you get up, it's already on. It's probably all the stuff that's been like released in the states. I'm finding from the morning before, so it's mm-hmm. like that recycling. But it's just again, it's just we we'll post stuff. We we'll have like a monthly paint challenge, and it's no prizes in it. It's essentially like if you win it, it's voted within the group, and if you win, um, you're the you're, you're the cover image yeah. for the rest of the month, which is awesome. We do occasion, yeah, we do occasionally do competitions uh i know you uh judged for us uh last i think it was back end of last year brad wasn't it and um, and it's a call call it 7tv um he's mm-hmm. been really a crooked dice i should say he's been really supportive he um give us the the um spy five starter set for yes. the competition that you were and then just recently we did one over the summer um and he donated the the new pulp um 7tv so really grateful to to uh to call for that yeah. and again and there's a lot of guys in the group and again it's a lot of just you know there's a lot of guys who are in the industry or like yourself brad and like i mean i know there's like i mean there's guys i've got to know in a kind of you know in the internet way of knowing people you know what i mean yeah. and i don't mean in the dodgy way yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I, but i mean it's like dave uh dave monroe again mm-hmm. you know six months ago he was like oh he's the guy who sometimes on brad's show but you know obviously dave's on and dave contributes patches on a lot and again it's these guys mm-hmm. and it's just it's just this fantastic we're a really niche hobby and sometimes we'll kind of forget that you know we kind of talk yes. to people about wargaming and they're going what's this man talking about but yeah this community we've got and again it's the internet we all bang on about it and we've got all and obviously there's so many other groups i mean that's something we could talk about in the future there's groups on the internet isn't it just so many there's negative right. ones out there but mm-hmm. i mean you've got the choice you've got the choice to not bother with them haven't you but yeah. we like to be positive and exactly and, you know we don't very rarely do we have to regulate anything so yeah that's cool. cool and that's one of the reasons why i absolutely i, I spent a lot of time uh in that group and you know checking out what you're posting um i and i think i've mentioned it before but i think it bears uh it bears repeating um because it's something that's popped up in a a couple of private conversations recently with people messaging the page. Uh, occasionally I get accused of being um, 
a fanboy, um, too happy about the stuff I post. Um, my my grandma is a hundred and almost six. Um, no, hundred six. 106. God, she turned 106. I'm now losing track. Yeah. Um, but when you get to that age, it's kind of hard not to. Um, she's amazing. But one, of the, she says two things. First, we work and then we play. That's what little froggies say. Um, but the other thing that she always posts is, or not posts, says is, um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. And that's sort of a philosophy yeah. that I've gone with with this podcast and with where I'm going with the YouTube channel. I like to talk about the stuff that I'm passionate about, the stuff that I love. And you do the same thing through your page. It's not, I'm going to post something that I'm going to, you know, kick the crap out of. Um, I'm not going to post something and talk about how lousy it is. Um, or I'm not going to get in someone else's pockets who's really excited about something and say, you know what? That game sucks. Your opinion's wrong. Like, yeah. I, how much of that, it just, I mean, it just ruins people's day. Why? I mean, people worked yeah. long and hard on on creating that game, and people love some games that I absolutely am not a fan of. And if you can probably tell what I'm not a fan of, because there's a great big honking void when I talk yeah. about it, because <laughs> I don't talk about it, and it's it's just. Uh, that's it. I mean, that's it, uh, man. Be passionate about the stuff you are passionate about. The other I stuff, I'm, I'm, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm interested in talking about the things that I like. I'm not interested in talking about the things I'm not bothered about. It's just, again, it's the whole negativity of, and it's not just war game, it's in, the, in everything. And again, we were talking about the benefits of the internet. Again, it's it's the, it's also one of the negatives is that people sometimes feel they've got this soapbox that need to be stood on and, and have a go, but do it the other way around. Just tell people how good things are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Enjoy enjoy what you do. Um, and, like, and it's great that when you've got a facility like Facebook where you can share it with people all around the world. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, I mean, we're sitting here talking, you're about to go to bed. I'm about to have my dinner. You know what I mean? We're on the mm -hmm. other side of the world, exactly. but we're sitting talking about, we're probably sitting here with the same boxes and books on my hands, you know, like flicking through and Literally. it's, 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 it's the whole world over. So yeah, I just, I, it's, it's all, so the thing about the, 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 the group is, like I said, you only, the only, Rule in the group is don't be a dick because I mean mm -hmm. nobody needs nobody needs them. <laughs> no, no, exactly. We have enough of that in everyday life. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I, I think on that note, it may be time to say goodnight. Um, but before I thank you to say goodbye, uh, I'm gonna tangent so hard it's gonna give you whiplash, and I'm gonna ask you one last question. Um, right. If you could go and have any skateboard from any time with any gear you want on it. What are we what are we talking? And just to give you a little bit of brain time, I'm gonna go with uh a circa 87, 88 street cab um Ooh. with um tracker trucks and uh rat bone rat bones? Am I getting my ears right? Uh wheels yeah, um with Swiss bearings because um that was my board when I was in middle school. And um, well, I absolutely loved it, and I still have the deck somewhere, but unfortunately, none of the other hardware has survived the ravages of time. Um, well, I've I've still got my current deck, and I use the word current very, very slightly in that it's the board I like last yeah. had. But I mean, I kind of I haven't skated for a while, but I've got my current board. I've got it's a Powell. It's when Powell Perella, I think split was a Powell Nicky Guerrero board. Nice. Um, 
and I can't remember the trucks, and I can't remember the wheels on it. But if, if it was any going back, um, now I don't know if it was a brand that would have been as prevalent in the States as in the UK, but we had a, a UK brand called Deathbox. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, some of the imagery. I'll, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to send you some of the graphic artwork. Yeah, it was please. amazing, Brad. But we had, the, like, one of the top UK skaters was a guy called Sean Goff. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he used to compete the same level as, like, Tony Hawk and stuff like that back in the day. But I had a fantastic uh, Sean Goff um, death box board. And it was, again, it was the first time when the sort of almost, like, the kick nose was starting to come mm-hmm. in. So it was that, yeah. Of that probably some indie trucks because you know you always save for indie trucks and uh probably slime balls and yes. and prob and probably whatever bearings i could get my hands exactly on. It, was always, it was always the thing i always kind of like oh I'll get bearings oh, i've got them old ones not take my, to get my old wheels in yours so you would always have one one wheel that was always going a bit but yeah yeah um it's funny thing, you say that because I, I had that one wheel on mine too <laughs> Yeah, it was always that one wheel. Why am I turning the left? Oh, because I've got the old bearings on the back wheel. So, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. But not, not. I tell you what, though, again, taking it off the tangent, going down a slightly other tangent, but mm-hmm. I'll keep it short. Hardly any skateboarding um, miniatures. I think right? Foundry do some. Yeah. Way to bring it back. And I like always, what you did there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're always, always sort of like young kids with Uzis and stuff like that. And again, yeah. there's a couple of things I, I would love to do. Um, a Bones Brigade 7 TV cast. I think oh, that would be like be Tony awesome. Hawk, Steve Caballero, Lance Mountain. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be like, I mean, yes. people go like, you talk of like a niche within a niche. People like war gamers are going, what the hell is this kid on? <laughs> well, I think people are oh, listening no. to us right now going, what the hell are these guys talking about? But yeah. uh, we had, there was a school camp that left my school today um, for a week long camp. It was older students that I currently teach, but they're kids I taught in previous years. And um, I was helping carry uh, the medical kits and luggage out to the buses uh, because I got to school early. And um, one of my former students ran up and said, hey, Mr. Moran, I'm in my street clothes because in Australia you always have school uniforms. And I was like, yeah, yeah. cool. I like your thrasher top. Um, I didn't know, you know, who, <laughs> you know, it wasn't Caballero. I think it was actually, might have been Lance Mountain. It wasn't Tony Hawk. It was one of the original Bones Brigade, but it was on yeah. the front of her jumper. And I think it, I th- anyway, I was like, ah. Oh. You know, Bones Brigade. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, your sweatshirt. And she said, it's a Thrasher sweatshirt. I was like, yes, I know it's a Thrasher sweatshirt. Have you ever opened the pages of Thrasher? And she went, well, no, it's a skateboarding magazine. I was like, well, you're wearing the top. Give me a break. I get my, my wife always tells me, oh, because I see like someone's like, oh, there's like, you, you, I see your mom's wearing a pair of Vans. <laughs> and they're going mm-hmm. like, yeah, going, the, skateboard, the skateboarding trainers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I'm going, oh, and I'm like, ah, oh, how did you not know the exactly. skateboarding trainers? They've got a skateboard on the logo. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, man. It's a, yeah, we're positive. We're positive about wargaming. We're not so positive about skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I'm not not rolling yeah. my eyes and looking dodgy over here. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh. Says the guy who's like the pair of us haven't been on a skateboard probably in 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I actually was the cool student teacher because I was the student teacher when I first got here uh, who showed up on a skateboard. Um, and oh. that was, God, 16 years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that, uh, that then I started working in a rough neighborhood and it was nothing but. Uh, gravel and uh, broken glass on the sidewalks and was like yep not uh, gonna ride yeah. in these streets either so i guess i'll no, walk no. <laughs> and that broke that toby anyway on that note um 
Ian, man, thank you so much for coming on. I know we've been talking online forever. It is awesome hearing your voice and uh, just talking shop and going down every little tangent and rabbit hole known to man, man. Thank you for coming on. Hey, it's been a pleasure. I mean, it, yeah, anytime you want to talk about anything and everything, mate, I'm the man. <laughs> you got it, brother. We will do it. We will do it. Well, thank you. And thank you guys at home for listening. Um, as always, uh, I really appreciate you listening. Um, some of you will have noticed that I've started a Cast Dice Reviews um, video series on YouTube. I have gotten a ton of feedback about the first video. Um, I, yes, it is a little rambly. Um, probably more than even this podcast. Uh, it, it takes a very special man to take you know, a handful of models and then talk about them for 40 minutes. <clears throat> Not me. Uh, awkward. Um, okay, it was me. Um, unfortunately, I the second review video I recorded at the exact same time. Um, so the second review video was also long. I, I am listening to your feedback, though. Uh, future review videos will be much shorter and more concise. Um, I just wanted to be detail oriented, man. You know how I roll. Um, but I hope I hope that those of you who watched it enjoyed it. And guys, thank you for checking it out. Um, I am learning as these things go. Um, now I have had a few people ask, does this mean I'm gonna be st stopping the the podcast? Absolutely not. The podcast will continue. Um, it is my intention that I will do one YouTube video a week and one podcast a week. That might be the Warlord cast, that might be Cast Ice, or that might be a little something different that uh, may be coming down the pipe now that uh, Cast Ice will be hitting two years in a couple of weeks. Ooh, starting to uh, feel like an institution in here. It's a little strange. Um, but yes, guys, I know that there's a million podcasts you could listen to. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this one. Uh, I know this one was a little free form off the hip, but, um, you know, sometimes you got to go off reservation and uh, get a little tangential up in here. So um, thank you for listening if you are still with us. Um, <laughs> and as my good buddy Casey would say, uh, as you're playing the games that we know and love, I hope your beverages are cool. I hope your dice roll hot. But more than anything else, when you are playing these games that we love, I hope you're having fun. Good night. Another day, right?